Hi, Dr. Phil Flox, also known as John Billingsley, speaking. I am the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific multi-course meals to the unhoused and to those in need seven nights a week. We assist as many as 100 nonprofits with their food needs, buttressing extraordinary social service programs. We work with community partners to address issues of food insecurity here in SoCal. We do lots of other great stuff, but how much time do we have? If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org slash volunteer. And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every single month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for being a Trek Geeks listener. Fansets, our pins have character. This episode is also sponsored by Science Division, the makers of the galaxy's first interactive Tribble that you can control with your very own smartphone. Find out more about this amazing collectible and find out about their brand new Tribble later on in this episode. Science Division, Tribble's never been this fun. Hi, this is Gates McFadden, who played Dr. Beverly Crusher from Star Trek The Next Generation. And you're listening to the Trek Geeks podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. From the recovery unit at Podfleet Command, which, oh, I gotta tell you, the TV selection sucks during the daytime. Has anyone noticed this in, here at Corporate Headquarters? It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings to you, Trekkies and Trekkers alike, and welcome to the Trek Geeks Podcast. My name is Bill Smith, and this is episode number um, 268, and I say that with hesitation because it's been a while since we've done this, um, for reasons that we'll explain in mere moments. Of course, we, I do mean my co-host and I, you know, the only thing that could have made my wisdom tooth extraction better was knowing that my podcast partner was going through the same thing at the same time, but without the cool drugs that I had. Um, he's he's the largely toothless Dan Davidson. And Dan, um, uh, we start this episode as we record this by saying, happy birthday to you, mon frere. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. It is great to be back here doing Trek Geeks. It's been a while, and um, you know what? It's 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 awesome to sit here to to talk to all of our, our friends and, and talk Star Trek. Of course, as, as I've said, we do Lower Decks, but it's a little different being back here on the flagship with you, my friend. And thank you for the birthday wishes. Uh, as you pointed out uh, earlier today on a different social media channel, you can call me old man for another week, and then you can't say that. 
15 days. 15 days, two weeks, one week, whatever. It seems like a week. It seems like forever when we're talking about you. So thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. And it's great to be back. You're welcome, old man. Um, so it's been a hot minute since we've done Trek Geeks. Um, so let, let's catch up and download as to, to what was going on. So right after the 55-year mission in Vegas, um, we knew we had planned for a week off or so. And then we also knew that I was having oral surgery to have two wisdom teeth extracted, my last two. Um, and, um, my recovery from that has taken longer than expected with a fair amount of say dental pain, mm. um, which I'm still enduring now. So apologies up front to listeners. If I sound slightly weird or if my pronunciations take a little more time or whatever, I'm navigating through, um, something hurts still. So, um, but we're back and, um, I'm speaking as best I can. It makes sense because you have so much wisdom crammed into that little cranial element of yours that it took a while to get it all out. So, so that's okay. Everybody will be all the better for it. I smart now. I make things go. <laughs> that was never the case. But anyway. So I, I got to tell you, the sedation dentistry is amazing. Oh, boy. For our, plenty of people, out, nobody likes going to the dentist. Let's, can we be honest about this? Mm-hmm. People who say they love it, I think there's just, there's some, they're probably serial killers. And I was completely sedated for my wisdom tooth extraction, something that did not happen for the first two, which is what made it a horrible experience. Right. And it was just like you said, um, I, I had the, the IV, I fell asleep. Literally, I was in the mid-sentence and I was like, I am starting to feel woo. And I didn't even finish the sentence, I was out. <laughs> and then my eyes opened and it was magically two hours or so later. Yeah. And, uh, and it, was, it was amazing. Um, as for somebody with me with a lot of dental anxiety, it was uh, it was probably the best dental experience I've ever had, and that's largely because I was unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing what those things do. I remember the last time I had a procedure where I had to be under anesthesia. I I remember falling asleep in the in the room that I was going to have the procedure done, and then I distinctly remember, and this is hilarious. I may have told it on the podcast before. I don't remember. I remember having a dream right as I was waking up, and I was on the bridge of a starship, and the nurse that was helping me with my recovery was on the bridge too. And I distinctly, I yelled out to her in real life, who are you and what the hell are you doing on my bridge? And she started <laughs> laughing. And th- that's the first thing I said when I woke up. And then I, 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 knew, I knew where I was, and I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was just having a dream that I was on a starship from Star Trek. And she just was cracking up. She thought it was so funny. So I was prepared because I was worried that I was going to wind up in one of those TikTok or, or, or Instagram videos <laughs> with people asking me questions. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. So my wife was like, can I take a video? I'm like, hold on. First, I said no. And then I said, well, yes, but you have to ask me questions about Star Trek. And so I was prepared to like have video of me just providing essentially drugged up answers to the simplest of questions. <laughs> that would have been great. But the best part, well, I mean, the, the best or the worst part, depending on how you look at this was, is I, I really didn't feel that out of it once they woke me up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes, it goes away pretty quick. Yeah. Just like uh, my desire to want to be on microphone with you. So before we go any further, Dan, wow. why don't you tell folks now that we're back in the saddle, back, uh, they can okay. uh, get in touch with us and send us uh, some well wishes or birthday wishes, depending on whom they're addressing. 
I would be very happy to do that, my friend. We definitely want to hear from you. And the best way to do that is to get yourself the Trek Geeks mobile app for your iOS or Android device. You can download it and tap on the more button for a variety of ways to get in touch with us. And while you're at it, you can check out the brand new app exclusive shows that you won't be able to get anywhere else. Just head on over to trekgeeks.com slash app to get all the details. Plus, we also don't want you to forget about the most positive Facebook group there is. It's Camp Kittimer. It's the official Facebook group of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network on Facebook. We don't allow any trolling. We don't allow any gatekeeping. We only want people celebrating what they love about Star Trek. Just search for Camp Kittimer, answer a couple of real easy questions, uh, and we will let you right in. And we also want to thank our wonderful admins, Haley, Jackie, and Fark, for the amazing job that they do running Camp Kittimer. But, as always... And I will say this in Bill under sedation. I I understood what you said. Please remember that any comments or messages you use could be used in a future episode. Back to you, Bill. See? Very good. Nicely done. Nicely done. And I didn't even stumble through it. Wow. <laughs> well, buddy. It was bound to happen. If you leave these things alone long enough or or feed them, you're bound to wind up with even more of them. We received a subspace communication from Jay and Kaylee at Science Division that their labs are exploding with tribbles, and now you can get them supersized. You know, they must have gotten into the quadro triticale, man. You know, I mean... The what? The what? The the quadro tri... Never mind. Pay attention, okay? Does anybody know about this wheat but me? <laughs> the what? The what? Uh, right now, of course, Dan, you and everybody else can pre-order Science Division's special edition giant silver triple. This is a brand new product. It's a whopping 14 inches across, and each one comes with a signed-in numbered adoption certificate, which is really kind of cool. Now, there's only going to be 300 of the giant silver tribbles available for adoption, so you'd better act quickly. Like their smaller counterparts, you will truly swear this tribble was delivered to your door straight from the set. The tribble sounds come straight out of the original series. And, uh, of course, you can use them with the app or let them scream at annoying people in your life named Dan Davidson as you wish. Huh. Okay. So head on over to ScienceDIV.com right now to pick up one of the galaxy's first interactive tribbles for your very own. And because, wait for it, because tribbles are not dangerous, you can even get $5 off the original Science Division tribble by using the discount code GEEKS at checkout. That's G-E-E-K-S in all capital letters for $5 off the original tribble. Now, this offer does not apply to the giant tribble, and it expires on Thursday, September 30th, 2021 at 11.59 Eastern Time. Science Division. Trouble's never been this fun, and we thank our friends at Science Division for sponsoring this week's episode. If you're looking for some great Star Trek t-shirts or even some other gear to add to your life, then, hey, be sure to check out the Trek Geek store on TeePublic. In addition to our own merchandise, you can directly access all of the officially licensed shirts on the TeePublic platform just by going to shop.trekgeeks.com. I actually used that today and ordered some shirts. And when you use, yeah, and when you use that link, you're automatically helping support the Trek Geeks podcast network with every purchase, whether it's from our store or not. With over 150 designs available and new merchandise being added all the time, you are bound to find something perfect for the next Trek Tuesday. Plus, T Public constantly has special sales and discounts. So you'll want to check back often. Because if you're anything like Dan, your your wardrobe just doesn't have enough Star Trek in it. None. Of course, it all starts by going to the Trek Geeks shop today at shop.trekgeeks.com. 
Dan. Hmm. Hi. Hi. We return mm-hmm. to the flagship to talk about probably the most momentous day in Star Trek fandom uh, every year. Yeah. Um, because Star Trek Day is now a thing. And it is. It's uh, the Star Wars fans can have their May the 4th be with you. That's all great. But we get to celebrate September 8th every year now as the official day of Star Trek. And I think it's awesome. I think it needs to be a national holiday. We need to like go talk to Congress about making it a thing. Making it so. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I see what I did. Yeah, what a and what a great day of celebration it's become. I mean, um, it's been a thing, but I think this year really, really it 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 became the thing. Um, it was so exciting. I mean, we have First Contact Day also, and now we have this Star Trek Day, which was just just amazing. And and as soon as the as this one was done, I'm looking forward to next September eighth Star Trek Day because it was just so cool. Yeah, you know, last year they did a series of virtual panels, which were really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great day. It was a great way to celebrate the franchise that we all love. But this year they really bumped it up a notch, had an in-person event at, uh, at the Skirball Center in, in Los Angeles um, with a live orchestra. Oh, um, we'll get with to that. With Star Trek alums, with live panels. And uh, I, I really thought it was an event befitting, well, it really was a mini Star Trek convention with a, with a band. Yeah, it really was. And one of the things that I liked about it is if memory serves, last year's Star Trek Day was during our day here on the East Coast. There were things going on. It was. And this one started in prime time on the East Coast. And that made me able to watch it. I think I watched like 15 minutes of Star Trek Day last year because it was in the middle of the day. It was when I was doing work and other things going on. And I didn't get to really enjoy it. I had to catch up on Twitter and and treknews.net and all those places after the fact to see what was really going on. This time, I was able to watch it, watch it live on TV downstairs in the in the living room on the big screen. And it was it was fantastic. It was, it was one of those days that just made you smile. Well, that was one of the big changes this year. It was actually carried live on Paramount Plus, which yeah. I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, outside of the United States, people in the rest of the world were not happy. No. Because it did start at 8.30 p.m. And, and the mm-hmm. point that I made on social media was the original Star Trek premiered on September 8th, 1966 at 8.30 p.m., which was exactly when the festivities for Star Trek Day took place. Yep. They didn't just randomly pick a time. They actually selected the very hour that Star Trek premiered. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's a it bummer that the rest of the world didn't get to participate live necessarily. Right. But I, I, and I understand why they were upset, but it, it's, they didn't just pick a time that said, Oh, this sounds good. There was right. And, and, and it's unfortunate. We, we do have to deal with, with time differences all over the, the globe when things happen, like when, when episodes are released of, of lower decks and stuff like that. And when people get them in different countries, but, in today's world, you know what's going to happen. You know that you can stay away from spoilers. You know that you can get online first thing in the morning when you wake up wherever you are in the world and watch things. There was nothing that was needed to be there live to see that we would have missed had we not watched it live. So hopefully the people that missed it live got to see it and enjoy it just as much as we did when it took place at 830 at night. Well, the only thing that they missed out on were the, the debuts of various trailers and, and various news items that we're going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the rest of the, well, the United States and, and parts of North America knew about them, but they probably might have had some of that spoiled online because, because the internet. The internet. Yes, the internet is good and bad in so many ways. <laughs> so, this, this was an event filled with Star Trek alumni. It was obviously host, co-hosted by a Star Trek alumnus, Will Wheaton, 
And of course, uh, Mika Burton, uh, yeah. Lavar's daughter. Yes. Um, who, she was who great. Has done a fantastic job. She participated in the last Star Trek Day and First mm-hmm. Contact Day and all that. And she's really come into her own as a, as a, a host of these events. But I mean, we saw cast members from pretty much all of the iterations. Yeah. And the one that blew me away the most was the fact that Jolene Blaylock from Star Trek Enterprise, who does not do events, who really has just not acted very often because she's raising her family, mm-hmm. showed up to Star Trek Day. And I got to tell you, man, that really warmed my heart and, and made me happy. It really did. When I saw the pictures that came out the day after, because I don't remember seeing anything when I was watching with regards to her being there, I was blown away. Now, I don't even know if she has a Twitter account because she does not involve herself in social media at all that I'm aware of. So we really haven't gotten to see her in years when it comes to anything related to Star Trek. So seeing her there was fantastic. I'm glad that her character's getting the recognition that it deserves. I've grown to love T'Pol a lot more than I used to 20 years ago when Enterprise first came out. And I'm really glad she was there. This may have been her decision. I just wish we could have seen her on stage, maybe saying hello and saying a few words. If that was her decision, great. If it was not her decision and the people that put it together just didn't include her, that's kind of sad because, you know, we saw Anthony Montgomery go up there for the Enterprise piece. It would have been amazing if she walked out with him. No, I agree with you. I have to believe that she didn't necessarily want to participate. Low profile, yeah. Yeah, she just wanted to attend. She is on Instagram and has been for years. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I don't believe she does Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. and she's, she's not a very frequent participant on Instagram either, but okay. so many people in fandom would love to see her turn up on strange new worlds. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to see that because she's going to be a T'Pol that's close to the end of T'Pol's lifespan. And I'm not, I don't want, I don't want to have that introduced. We saw that in E2. We don't need to see it again. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, or yeah. We saw it One in Enterprise. Those. Yeah. You, know, you figure at that point, Paul would be 180 or close to yeah. 190 years old. Yeah. Um, no, I why, I want to see Strange New World stand on its own and do its own thing mm-hmm. um, in as much as it can as a prequel series. But as much as much as I love Paul and as much as I adore Jolene, that's not the kind of thing I want to see. I, I can agree with that. And, and you know, maybe... Uh, no, I, and I'm not saying that I want this to happen, but if they were going to work her in and they didn't want her to be old, maybe some kind of flashback thing with Spock. I don't, I, no idea. No clue. Don't even want to speculate on it. Um, it was just great to see her. She looks fantastic. Um, and I'm glad that she was there to celebrate a very um, important day in the Star Trek universe. So before we talk about more of the panels and the goings on, I mean, there were a lot of product type related news that came out on Star Trek Day. And I think the one that really blew me away the most, the one I didn't expect just yet, was the brand new Eagle Moss offering that I'm you might have already pre-ordered. I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but you can better believe that I'm going to. Not only uh, this is this is huge. This is big news. And this and and some of the product stuff came out during the day and didn't wait until 8:30. And this was one of them. Eagle Moss is finally releasing. Well, not finally. It's only been a season and a half of the show, but everybody's been dying to get a USS Cerritos. It's coming out. Eagle Moss is releasing it. And not only are they releasing the USS Cerritos, it's going to be one of the XL ship versions. It's going to be huge. And it's going to go right there on my (laughs) shelf. (laughs) Well, and at some point, they're going to do the lower decks version of the Titan. Yeah. Because they already have a, a, you know, a real world Titan. Mm -hmm. This one will, I I don't don't know really how you draw the distinction. Maybe it'll look a little more cartoonish. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't don't really care. care. I don't care. Um, because I love both ships, and I have a feeling that they're both going to get added to my collection sooner rather than later. 
The Cerritos has, has quickly become one of my favorite starships. I love its look. I love the design. I love the colors. I love the fact that the colors mean something. The yellow on the Cerritos actually means something. I think that's fantastic. I, it's funny. We, we talk about how Eagle Moss has such a great line of stuff and they have the Enterprise D now that you can put together, which is ridiculously expensive. And by the pictures that our <laughs> friends have been posting, looks really difficult to put together. But I got to hand it to you, man. If they came out with something for the Cerritos like that was a little less expensive and had the lights and everything, I'd be right there, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be less expensive. <laughs> so well. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what if, in addition- what if the, uh- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, after no, you, buddy. I was going to move on to the next uh, product item. Absolutely. Um, which I've already purchased some of the versions. Um, but uh, I, and I don't know how you say that. I don't know if it's GOG or GOG, but um, that particular company is offering some of the legendary Star Trek games on PC for download. I, I would imagine, you know, for, for Windows now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine there's some sort of uh, wrapper or encapsulator that the game is contained in, almost like a, a, a virtual machine of sorts. Mm-hmm. And you play the game inside it, the sort of little hyperized virtual environment. But uh, there's Elite Force 1 and 2 and uh, Bridge Commander and Starfleet Academy 3, Hidden Evil, Away Team, Armada 1 and 2 are coming soon. But I might have downloaded Elite Force 1 and 2. Yeah, let me tell you something about it. This is kind of funny that this happens. First of all, I love the fact that Go- I call it GOG has done this. They've done it with some great Star Wars games like Dark oh, really? Forces, which is kind of a first-person shooter, and the X-Wing and TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter games. They've all released those, which I have because I those are the best flight simulator games I've ever played. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Elite Force 1 and 2. Absolutely Same. love it. And Armada 1 and 2, I absolutely love it. It's a very Warcraft-ish like game. It's that whole type of idea of the original Warcraft uh, and Starcraft games. And I love them. And I would say maybe two months ago, I'm not even joking when I say this, dude. About two months ago, I was going through some old stuff and I found my Armada disc from my <laughs> original and I tried to install it just hoping. And it didn't work, of course. No. It's not going to work on Windows 10. And now, lo and behold, on Star Trek Day, my dreams are answered. Our Model 1 and 2 are going to be coming out soon, and I will be getting those as soon as they're available. I already have Elite Force 1 and 2. I've already played like an hour of Elite Force 1 single-player mode, uh, and just it's it's fantastic. It's it's so dated, but still so great and so much fun. Well, that's the thing. For 20 years ago or 15 yeah. years ago, it was it was, it was awesome. stoked. I yep. mean, You're I used Voyager. to have... I used to have a I used to have a blue screen in one particular part every single time. It was a driver problem. Um and it took me forever to fix it. And once I did, Elite Force Two came out and I'm like, yes. Um but I used to love to play battle mode with that thing. Oh yeah. I, I had so much fun with Elite Force. Those were really the only computer games I ever got into mm-hmm. were Voyager Elite Force One and Two. And then when they added Jerry Ryan to Elite Force Two with the special expansion pack, her voice. Yeah. That was just the best. Yeah. They're they're fun games. Anybody who likes that type of first person shooters. Um, it's really a lot of fun. And, and I will say in today's world with the call of duties and stuff like that, playing multiplayer, unless you're like a, a, a genius, you're going to get your ass blown up every single time because there are so many people out there with cheap mods and, and yeah. people that are just really good. This old version of stuff with battle mode is what's fun. You don't have any of that stuff going on. It's just going around, running around the Voyager, uh, the USS Voyager shooting each other with phaser rifles. I mean, how more awesome could that be? <laughs> you know, I think we uh, we may have to have some hazard team duty <laughs> maybe over the weekend. That's all I'm saying. Love it. Um, 
just getting away from products and back to the event for a minute. Um, I, I mentioned this briefly at the top. One of the things that really made this event really kind of stand out was Jeff Russo conducting an orchestra of musicians playing music pretty much all night long. And, and it was fantastic. Um, what a great, great orchestra they had. Uh, Russo was fantastic conducting them. Mm-hmm. He caught a little shade for wearing blue jeans. And I mean, I got to say, I don't care. The dude is a literal rock star. Yeah. He's in a rock band. Yeah. Plus, it's LA. Right. He's wearing jeans. Who cares so what he's what? wearing? You know what? It's not what he's wearing. It's the music he creates, which is just absolutely amazing. I loved all of the different different aspects that we heard. We heard the the Kelvin timeline theme, which he did fantastic with, and all of the different iterations of of uh, of the different shows. And I got to say, hearing Archer's theme for the Enterprise segment was absolutely yeah. wonderful. I thought that was fantastic. And and the more I listened to it, the more I wish that they had stayed with that idea of having that theme be the theme for Enterprise because it just is so wonderful. He was phenomenal. The orchestra was phenomenal. And I got to say, watching them every time they were doing some kind of musical number, they were showing close-ups of a lot of the musicians i really want one of those star trek day masks for covid (laughs) (laughs) well i believe people at the event they did them as part of their swag bag yeah we got a swag box in the mail we did not get those but we got some really cool other things absolutely um which i i I couldn't be more grateful for because uh, cbs doesn't have to send that stuff right absolutely thrilled we're so thankful for what they do every single time they have an event like this um and but yeah jeff was fantastic. You know, one of my highlights of ever going to a convention was hanging out with him at the iBar, you and I, yeah. for an hour or so talking to him and, and telling him that, you know, asking if he's gotten his disco shirt yet and everything like that. He's a great guy and, and, and he's a musical genius. And I, and I love hearing every new, um, uh, ensemble that comes out of his, uh, mind. I got to say that Discovery theme sounds amazing live and I'd never heard it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, all this stuff sounds good live. I mean, it does. It just, it, it just, it, it's a different way to experience the music. We're used to hearing it recorded, but it takes on a different quality when you get to hear it performed by musicians right in front of you, yeah. even over the television. So a lot of a lot of French horn in Star Trek. <laughs> I, hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's our uh, our our Patreon uh, member and producer Helen Reed would be yeah. very happy with that. Absolutely. She who who just put out a We Love Trek on the Trek Geeks mobile app um, with a friend talking about the music of James Horner, by the way. Shameless plug. It was a, it was, and it's a, it's a great plug because it was a great conversation. So kudos to Helen for that. It was awesome. So let's talk about some of the big doings of Mm -hmm. Star Trek Day. First up, we're going to go slightly out of order. We're going to talk about Star Trek Picard first. Sure. Um, we got a trailer. We did. Uh, Patrick Stewart not there. Nope. Um, some people say he was shooting. Some people say he was there and then wasn't. Um, ultimately it was left to the cast members who were there, but, uh, we got a a trailer that was very, very interesting. What did you think? I thought it was very unexpected. Um, first of all, I'm going to say this. I thought Jerry looked absolutely phenomenal on stage. Uh, She can carry a room like, like nobody's business. So I was, it was good to see her. Um, but I got to say that the trailer was was really something. It was very interesting. Now, after watching it several times, and for those of you who may not have seen it yet, we are going to be talking spoilers in this episode. So let's just put that out there right now. We're going to be talking about this, the trailers. It 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 had a real first contact vibe to it. 
we're gonna go See, we're gonna go back in time. Uh, things are gonna be changed somehow, not by the Borg this time, but we're gonna use the Borg to go back in time. Where last time we went back in time to stop the Borg. Um, I, I thought it had that vibe to it. It had an Enterprise vibe because of the whole Nazi looking state of things and and the totalitarian hell hole or whatever Picard called it. Um, and then, of course, going back to 2021, which we've seen happen in Star Trek Four, and we've seen happen in Voyager, and, and not 2021, but going back in time to our present day. And then, of course, the Borg Queen. Um, so there were a lot of things in there. Q, can't even, can't not talk about the Picard trailer without Q. God, he looks so fantastic. I, this is a man crush like you've never heard before, man. I love the way he looks. I loved how Picard almost swears at him before Picard uh, snaps his fingers. A lot of good things to see in this trailer. There's a lot of questions I have already, but I'm not going to even try to, to to complain because we don't know what's going on. And I'm sure all the questions are going to be answered because that's what the writers do. You know, it's interesting. You brought up, you thought it had more of a first contact vibe. I thought it had more of a Star Trek for the one with the whales vibe. Um, because they, because the present day is featured so heavily, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not excited by the trailer. I am excited to see how the season plays out. Um, for me, that the trailer, although good, it's good that they're putting it out there. And it's good that we got a date finally of February 2022. Um, for me, the trailer was a bit meh. Okay, that no, that's totally cool. There, there was a lot going on, and I see, I totally see what you're saying about the Star Trek, the one with the whales. That there seems to be a lot of things thrown into this blender for this trailer. There's that aspect. There's patterns of force aspect. There's there's enterprise aspect. There's first con. There's a lot of different Star Trek thrown into this mm. trailer, and we're gonna have to wait and see how it all comes to fruition um it's interesting that one timeline has been completely changed so that it's this totalitarian state that we talked about and yet they have to go back in time so there's a time distortion time travel q borg queen that's a lot to take in and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens well and i think it's all one continuous timeline i mean q obviously alters something that's going on to teach Picard a lesson because, you know, he, he reminds us the trial never ends, yeah. uh, which is a direct call back to TNG. And, and we, all of a sudden we get the, the totalitarian state that, mm-hmm. that earth is. Yeah. So I'm guessing that Picard and trying to fix the problem because Q of course never gives them the solution. Right. Um, they have to go back to fix something yeah. to repair it all. So I, I can see where you're saying there's a whole b- bunch of a whole uh, of a whole bunch of other Star Treks in there. I agree with that. For me, the trailer was a little too hodgepodge. Well, yeah, there's so much thrown in. Absolutely. Um, I got two two things I want to say in yeah. regards to it. One, can't wait to see how soon and how awesome the fan set's badge for that alternate timeline totalitarian state is going to look, because I'm sure it's going to look fantastic. And if you don't have that pin, Lou and John, you're going to hear from me. Oh, please, don't have it. <laughs> and two, one thing that I'd like to see happen, I was talking to a couple of people about this, and we may have actually played on a little bit. Some people were not happy with how season one of Picard ended with him going into the Golem. You got to wonder yeah. if maybe Q will do something to fix that and make him human again or something. I'm just throwing that out there. It'd be kind of interesting to see that way that whole thing is is taken care of. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't think he needs to. 
I don't know if he needs to. I don't know if it would be more of a okay, you know, let's just let's get it back to normal so he's regular Picard, even though he's supposedly regular Picard and is he's gonna die at his normal time and blah blah blah, whatever. It just I don't know. That's just something that I've talked to a couple of people about. And if it happened, I'd be okay with it. If it didn't happen, I'd be okay with it. You know, and and I would too. I think that uh, people who who want to see it corrected, kind of just didn't really like the, that whole aspect. Right. Even though I, I think it's really, I it's it's where no man has gone before. I think it's pretty True. awesome. Yep. Um, it's I think it's we're going to learn something about Picard, and I think he's going to learn something about himself through that process. Mm-hmm. But I imagine season two and the by the way, brand new, newly announced season three of Star Trek Picard, which they've already started on. Yep. Um, is uh, will probably give us even more data, but th- but that's something to celebrate too. <laughs> even more data. That's funny. Yeah. The um <laughs> the season three that we knew was coming all along because right. they had planned a three season yep. story. Yep. Um, was announced. The only thing we don't know is whether or not it will continue after that. Yeah, we'll find out. And it's amazing how that they can keep having all of these se- seasons announced and happening when they don't have a showrunner. Because you know Kurtzman's been fired like seventy four times now. Well, he's not the showrunner. He's just the executive well, or producer. The, the head guy. Yes, that's what I should say. But no, they everybody um. Uh, like you said, we knew that it was going to be a three-season gig. I think they actually said that right after Sir Patrick made his announcement at STLV that it was going to be three seasons at the at the very least. So, um, yeah, I was glad to glad to see that they made the official announcement uh, at Star Trek Day, and we'll see how things go from here. But I am looking forward to it. I mean, I loved season one. I actually have been watching it um, from time to time at night uh, when we're not watching Grimm, um, but, uh, and I'm enjoying it again. Well, Akiva Goldsman did say that uh, if it goes beyond three, it's because Patrick wants to do it, and yeah. he's obviously there if he does. So, right. Yep. Um, I think we're all there if he does. I think so too. So, Dan, moving on, Star Trek Prodigy, the oh, yeah. soon to premiere Nickelodeon series, which uh, will stream on Paramount Plus, um, animated, mm-hmm. geared toward kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a-, a final trailer for it and a release date, which is incredibly exciting. Incredibly exciting and incredibly close. October <laughs> October 28th. Yeah. That is right around the quarter, buddy. Um, And I'm excited about that. It doesn't give us a lot of time between Lower Decks and Prodigy. I will tell you that right now. Um, But uh, very exciting to see that. One of the things that I think Kurtzman or somebody said a couple of years ago was it's their idea to have new Star Trek pretty much all the time. And that happened for several weeks in a row last year when we had uh, Discovery and Lower Decks. And it's happening now. We've got Lower Decks and then we're going to have um, Prodigy and we'll get to Discovery later. But it's it's new Star Trek happening all the time. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty exciting. And this trailer was like j- jaw drop on the floor. Oh my God, awesome. It really was. I, it was everything I hoped for in advance of a release. Like you said, we had no idea it's going to be coming as soon as it is October 28th. Yeah. The end of next month, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Um, but you, you talked about Star Trek all the time. And you think about this. We've got Lower Decks now. We're going right. And we get a little bit of a break. Then we go into Prodigy. Discovery, which we're going to talk about after uh, after the break, uh, is going to premiere in there too so we have two star treks airing at the same time first time since the 1990s yeah yeah or just yeah since voyager was on and deep Mm -hmm. space nine at the same time and then right after that we're going to get picard in february (laughs) um and although we have no idea when strange new worlds will hit um i have a feeling it's going to be after that somewhere probably summer 
me too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you got a couple of weeks here and there break. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to count that as new Star Trek all the time. And who would have thought that five years ago that, w- that this would become a reality? And, and it's not just, it's not just throwing Star Trek out there to throw it out there. These are some heavy, heavy budget shows and a lot of talent, a lot of blood, sweat and tears is going into it. And speaking of talent, I got to go back to Prodigy for a second, Bill. Mm, I got, I got two, I got two words for you. John Noble. I am so excited to have him as the voice of the bad guy. Be careful when you get so close to the mic and get loud, dude. That's how excited I am. I couldn't even I couldn't even contain myself. Well, um, learn to. <laughs> that was my that was my impersonation of him when he was in the Lord of the Rings movies because he got kind of loud. But that's uh, so weak. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. I was so excited when that announcement was made, and then we got to actually hear him quickly during the trailer. So, uh, I'm very excited about that. Of course, I'm excited about everybody involved in in uh, in. In Prodigy, of course, we get to finally see and hear Catherine Janeway as a hologram. Um, so it's going to be pretty awesome. And what an amazing looking starship we've got. I love the Protostar. Oh, my yeah. word. I can't wait for that Eagle Moss ship because that's going to be mine like in a heartbeat. And I can't wait to hear what the, I can't wait to see what this whole third engine thingamabob they got going on the back end that moves around. And that's going to be, is it, was it, I don't know. It's not, I don't know if it's transwarp. I don't know what it is, but it looks awesome. It's a super pursuit mode. Super pursuit mode. Like yes, N- Night Rider. Oh, okay. It's uh, yeah. It's Proto Star <laughs> mode, aptly well, named. I have to believe you know the ship is an experimental class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to believe that it was, you know, uh, sent to the Delta Quadrant to try to get Voyager home faster, and it just it it was lost. Right. Um. So I have a feeling it's some kind of experimental propulsion technology that would have cut their journey down. Sure. Yep, and uh, it'll whatever the reason, I'm for it. I'll get it. I'm here it. for it. Eagle Moss. Yeah, the other thing I'm excited about is Jimmy Simpson as sort of John Noble's character's henchman. Yes. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Simpson has been in so many things. Uh, Westworld, House of Cards, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, if you name it, he's pretty much, he's been near it or in it. And he's just, he's an actor that works a lot and has a lot of smaller parts in big things, but he is fantastic just the same. It's funny you don't the the name didn't click with me, but as soon as I saw the face to go with the name, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, he's going to be great in it. So yeah, they they've got some they've got some great talent, and you know what? You know what's going to be great is for these kids that are doing the voiceover of the characters in Prodigy. That um, you know some of these have some of these people weren't even born when when freaking Deep Space Nine and 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 Voyager were on. And Some now of they're, them weren't born when Enterprise, <laughs> Enterprise was on, yeah. and and now they are part of the Star Trek universe, and and oh, that's that's gonna be just awesome for them. That's gonna be awesome for us too, which is <laughs> I can't wait. October twenty eighth. It's it's gonna be amazing. Uh, of course, the Trek Geeks Podcast Network will have Discovering Trek Prodigy, yes, covering Star Trek Prodigy, and um, you and I are not gonna be hosting the show because um we're not the right voices for this. So luckily no. uh Mike Bovia and his daughter Emily are going to host Discovering Trek Prodigy. So you get uh, the best Bovia that podcasts and her dad. Um <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It's Emily's perfect. right in the age range for, yes. for Star Trek Prodigy, and it makes sense to feature a younger voice or younger voice as depending on yep. who Mike and Emily have. Of course, they have their their podcast Legacy Trek, which is still available. Um, but we're very excited by that development. I think it's great 
to have both of them doing the show. Like you said, Emily is the perfect age bracket to do this. It'll be amazing to get a young person's perspective on this show, which is geared toward young people. Although all the adults are going to love it too. It's specifically geared to bring in these younger viewers into the Star Trek universe. She's so much smarter than her father already. So getting this information about what she thinks about the shows, (laughs) it's going to be really something and I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, Dan, let's take a small break and do a little business with America. Talk about our presenting sponsor. America. Dan, as always, we want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Absolutely, man. And it's always great when the 1st and the 15th roll around every month because that means new Star Trek pins from Fansets. So head on over to Fansets.com right now and add the latest pins to your collection. These are good ones, man. You're going to like them. You ready? Can't wait. Vic Fontaine. And it is not a hologram. It's a real pin. Oh, that's good to know. I know. Guinan. Admiral Vance from Star Trek Discovery. Michael Burnham in her season three gray uniform. And the latest of the Women of Trek series, the one and only, only Savick. Awesome, awesome stuff. And Bill, I got to tell you, I was absolutely in heaven this past weekend when Lou posted a preview of an upcoming pin and tagged me specifically. It's finally happening, my man. It is Galt from the Gamesters of Triskelion. It's going to be a pin. I am so excited. And I got to say, they captured the look of Joseph Ruskin perfectly. I cannot wait for this one. Oh, uh, me either. So, I mean, everyone, you know what I'm going to say. Head on over to fansets.com. Put all of those pins in your cart. All the ones that are coming, all the ones they already have. And at checkout, be sure to enter this week's special discount code word, Star Trek Day. That's S-T-A-R-T-R-E-K-D-A-Y in all capital letters with no spaces for 10% off your entire order. Now, this offer is going to be good until September 22nd, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Plus, don't forget, when you spend more than 30 bucks, you're automatically going to get free shipping in the United States. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Well, Dan, as we continue on with Star Trek Day conversation, um, one of the other exciting things that we saw was a, a release date for Star Trek Discovery. Um, it's coming up November 18th. <laughs> so just a few weeks after Star Trek Prodigy starts, um, we get season four, presumably a 13-episode season, which will take us right up to the end, through the end of the year. And... Um, I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready, man. I didn't think it was going to be ready this soon. I didn't either, and I'm very excited. Um, I know that they were doing some late filming during the time that STL, or I'm sorry, the 55-year mission tour in Las Vegas was taking place because I believe people like Doug Jones and and uh, yep. maybe Sinequa had to cancel because they needed to be in Toronto. So uh, I'm glad that, they're, that, that it's coming out as soon as it is. It's a nice not to have a year and a half break between seasons. Um, I'm really glad that we're not doing Discovering Prep discovering trek prodigy because then we'd be doing double duty for a few weeks as they overlap like we talked about the first overlap of trek series since the deep space nine and voyager days which is a long time ago um yes (laughs) 
very long time ago. So I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what happens. We had a lot of great things happen at the end of season three on Discovery. We're going to see Captain Burnham, of course, which I'm very much looking forward to seeing how she is. want to find out what happens with Saru, of course, with the family, uh, the new family of, of, of Adira and, and Gray and, and Culber and Stamet. So that ought to be interesting as well. So lots of good things to look forward to. And I'm telling you right now, Admiral Vance better be there or I'm going to drive to Starfleet headquarters and start, you know, breaking noggins. That's all I got to say. I'm, you I'm can't sticking drive with it. to a place in space, Dan. Oh, all right. Well, I'll, it's, I'll, it's like not possible. All right. Well, I'll go there anyway. Somehow. Okay. You, good job. <laughs> 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 well, you know, it's it, because of shoots and reshoots, and this season took forever to you know to get finished because of COVID restrictions. Honestly, yeah. yep. Um, it, it, I think that you know every member of the cast that has had a conversation about it has talked about the challenges that. You know, adhering to the guidelines for working safely and making sure nobody else gets gets sick has presented in trying to shoot a television show. Mm-hmm. And one, I appreciate that they're taking care of it um, and everybody adhering to things as strictly as they are, even if it means that there are delays in production. Obviously, production delays mean increased costs, and I understand that. But um, it seems like the right things are being done the right way. And here we are close to a season four. It is really good to see that they're taking the right steps to keep everybody on set protected, keep everybody in those people's families protected by doing the right thing. I will, I will always give a thumbs up to any kind of delays that may take place with any of our shows coming out when they're doing it for the right reasons. And I think that's definitely a right reason. So, um, we, we heard from some of the folks with Strange New Worlds, which we'll get into in a little while about how difficult it was at times to be doing shootings because these people are a family when they're filming normally. They hang out. They're in between takes. They're sitting together in their chairs. They're joking around. They weren't able to do that during the filming this past year because of all of the COVID restrictions. So they would do a scene. They would have to leave the set. They would have masks on. They wouldn't, they'd have to social distance and they couldn't hang out like they usually do. So, um, I'm glad that, um, they were able to do what they needed to do to get the season done and complete. And I can't wait to see what happens, uh, for the old 1031. <laughs> a 1031A. Oh, true. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. We gotta, we gotta modify that now. That's right. Oh, um, I, I'm excited. I, I, I would love to know what the, well, I hate saying it like this, the big bad is for the year because that's how mm-hmm. Discovery operates. Yep. Um, there's gonna be some sort of, of challenge. Um, I, I hope that it has a better payoff than the burn did last season. Mm-hmm. Although I, I like ultimately how the burn played out. Um, but I, I have a feeling that it's going to be something like they've never experienced before, and I'm okay right. with that. Yeah, the trailer that we saw early in the year does indicate that there's going to be that big bad again, and it's going to be something that nobody has ever experienced, and it's huge. So, like you said, that seems to be the way that they've gone every season. I'm okay with it because I know that we're going to get back to serialized Star Trek episodes with the next ep- show we're going to talk about, right? So, um, or episodic television, I should say. So, I'm, I'm re- very excited about it, and and as I mentioned a moment ago, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is what happens with this new family that we have on the discovery and i gotta say the panel uh with wilson blue and ian was really great it was it was it was nice to see how they are so comfortable with themselves even being in an in an atmosphere that they were at in this live event on stage it's obvious that they love working with each other and hanging out with each other and they've kind of become a surrogate family in real life based on what they've been doing and all their filming that they've been doing up in toronto well, Michelle Paradise was in that panel too. It was good yeah. to have her perspective yep. on on writing the season and producing the season. Um, I 
I don't know that you and I could look forward to it any more than we are. And I have a feeling that once we start our coverage on discovering Trek discovery, which I think uh-huh. we have to call it that now, we do. Um, I, I think we're going to be very excited to see what the season brings. Absolutely. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So Dan, the last of the new era shows, and I, I don't know of a better way to refer to it than that is obviously Star Trek strange new worlds, which has yet to premiere. Um, obviously the captain Pike led series, the one that fans clamored for, and the ones that uh, the one that we got rewarded with um, had a lot of interesting news last week, didn't they? Yeah, it it really did. I'm going to get this off my chest right now, and we'll talk about it in a second. With all of the awesome things that we saw with the Strange New Worlds piece, I was really bummed out that we didn't get an official trailer. I know that we're going to get one, and I know it's not far away, but I was really looking forward to it on Star Trek Day. But with that being said, the amount of news that came out for Strange New Worlds and what that news was blew me away. It was one of those scream at the television moments. I was so excited. And you can ask Sue because I did it. And she was like, you okay? And that was who the crew members on the Enterprise are going to be. And it's people that we are very, very familiar with. And I'm just very excited. Well, honestly, that's why you didn't get a trailer. Oh, I because, understand. The, I understand the reason. I just still wanted one. <laughs> well, because that, uh, the trailer would have buried the lead. Yeah. Um, of some of the legacy characters that we're getting. Right. Because honestly, I think that the biggest news of the night is that we get Cadet Uhura. Yes. On the bridge of the Enterprise. Yep. We get Dr. Mabenga. We get, Amazing. um, we get Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel. Yep. And we get a character named La'an Noonien Singh. What? <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how the internet, I mean, I get why the internet blew um, up that we get Uhura. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that we potentially, and we don't know the story, right. we just know the character name, that we potentially get a relative of Khan, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it, it was it was correct for the internet to blow up the way it did with the announcement of Uhura and even Dr. Mabenga, which I just think is brilliant. So excited for that. I I just so, I was so disappointed with so many comments that I read in regards to the whole Noonien Singh character. It was really was disappointing. It it, it just went back to the old gatekeeper discussions that we've had over time. Nobody knows what's going on with this character yet. Why start bashing it before we know a damn thing other than the name. It just drives me crazy sometimes. And I know that's the way social media is. I can't wait. And as I said in one of my responses in a tweet, why don't we wait to find out at least until the first 10 minutes of the show has started before we start complaining about it, right? It's uh, There's always going to be somebody to complain about something. Right. Whether it's the uniforms or whether it's, oh, they brought Uhura on. They're, they're bringing on these TOS characters because they can't create original characters. Mm. Or if they create an original character, it's like, oh, that's too much fan service. Um, but, I mean, I would rather focus on the things to be excited about, which is the fact that we get to see the journey of some of these characters before TOS. And I'm I'm, I'm here for it, man. I, I'm on board for it. And, and the last thing I'm going to say about uh, the Lon character is you don't think that the writers know what they're doing, people. I mean, what everything that we have seen over the last five years with all the different shows that are going on and the stories they tell and the questions that people have that get answered and get answered in ways that make sense and work, they know what they're doing. We're going to get the reason behind this character naming. And I, for one, think it's going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. One of the things that I also thought was interesting, man, is that Una, or number one, has a last name now. 
which was a an interesting one. Yeah. A hyphenated. Yeah. So what's what's uh, what's Riley uh, down in engineering saying? Singing Kathleen doing because uh, her last name is Chin Riley. I'm just kidding. Yeah. We don't know if that's the case, but that would be kind of neat. Um, so yeah. So we're going to get more about this character, which we've never known anything about outside of a novel or two. Um, and I got to say, one of the things that made me most excited is the fact that we're going to have an actor named Bruce Horak playing Hemmer, who appears to be the blind race or blind, um, uh, Anar Andorians. He's kind of white looking, like we saw in Enterprise. The interesting thing is the character or that race or that, that offshoot of Andorians is blind. Bruce Horak is legally blind in real life. Yeah. They have a blind actor playing a blind character. And I think that just shows what Star Trek is all about and what how they bring people into the family. They are going to have a person with a disability playing a character with a potential disability. It might not be a disability for the ANR because they have, you know, the the powers that they have with ESP and mind and mind control or whatever, right. however you want to call it. But I thought that was an incredible reveal and um it made me very excited um for the show. And that transporter set that they were talking to the people on looked pretty freaking awesome too. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to not get excited when you see stuff like that. I get why you wanted a trailer. Believe me, I do. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's ready. Oh, they just barely finished shooting. I'm sure that they're they're not very deep into VFX. Um, I, I think that the I think the character introduction was the best thing they could have delivered on Star Trek Day, and none of us knew it was coming. Can you imagine? I mean, we we've known for a long time now how much Anson Mount has loved Star Trek his whole life. And to see him talk about being part of it and now sitting in that chair and what it, it's like for him, that's just such an incredible thing to listen to and gives me goosebumps that somebody who loves this franchise as much as we do now gets to live it. And it's his job to play a captain that we grew up knowing about and wondering about. And to see that love and that gratitude and that humility that he has when he's talking about this role that he's playing is really something that makes me appreciate the person of Anson Mount a lot more. He's great to talk to at conventions. He really likes meeting the fans. But hearing his heartfelt thoughts about playing this character is something that makes me even more excited for Strange New Worlds. This whole idea of episode to episode television with this new Star Trek series is something that I didn't know I would look forward to, but I look forward to it more than I ever could have imagined. The other thing we're going to get at some point is a scene with number one and Nurse Chapel. <laughs> and maybe the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, <laughs> they, they made reference to it during yeah. the panel. No. Um, uh, of course, both you know parts were played by uh, Majel Barrett in the original series, played by different actors in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. And I think I, I just I hope there's a wink and a nod somehow. I really do. <laughs> yep. That's, and, I, and you know what they I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now they are gonna do it because one of the things that Jeffrey Combs has always talked about is it would have been cool if they had Brunt and Wayun like p pass each other in the hallway on Deep Space Nine but they never really got a chance to do that it'll be really cool to have something like this happen as kind of a kind of a like a like a thumbs up to Majel yeah and, and I I think you're right I think it has to include the computer also <laughs> that'll be great <laughs> <laughs> just what a great moment that'll be oh my as if there's some sort of like Wow, that really sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. All for it, man. Well, you know, it, it gets me even more excited for um, the official convention in April, mm -hmm. which you and I will be at. Absolutely. Uh, we will be in the vendor hall as Trek Geeks. 
Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for that. Um, we, we, we're going to be the official con. We're going to be the official con. And I got a new cosplay I'm putting together too. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about that. Oh, it's going to be marvelous. <laughs> it's going to be a little hint. It's going to be marvelous. <laughs> you have issues. Um, I, I can only hope that that we get a similar treatment of first contact day like this in the future, um, because I, I really think it was fantastic, especially with all these new shows going on. I, I have to believe that that we're going to have an event like this to talk about all the good stuff coming oh, every yeah. fall. Yeah, I think that I think it's a great it's a great way to kick off uh, new stuff that's coming. And, and I hope it's something that they plan on doing in the future for years to come. Well, Dan, that kind of wraps up our, our look at this year's Star Trek Day. Here's hoping that next year we have even more stuff to talk about because this year, I mean, was pretty amazing um, for only the second year we've been talking about Star Trek Day. I, I, I completely agree. And here's one other thing that I hope for next year. Maybe hope next year we're there. I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would too. But I mean, first things first. I mean, <laughs> if we're not. I'm happy to uh, if they put on a, an event like the one they had this year I'll be I'll be happy. It was awesome. I I loved the way that they did everything as we talked about all through our discussion. Having the live streaming and having the panels and everything live uh I I it was great. I uh, huge thumbs up for what they did for that day cuz I'm sure a lot of work went into preparing it and making sure that it went off with almost no hitches. So, good job, guys. Well, remember, this event was supposed to originally occur in May of 2020. I don't mean Star Trek Day. I mean the exhibition at the Skirball Center mm -hmm. in, in L.A. And that kickoff was supposed to have five-year mission playing live. Right. Um, there at the Skirball for the Exploring New Worlds um, exhibit. And it, it's just it's unfortunate that that didn't happen. But we are so grateful to have Five Year Mission as a part of our podcast network and here as a part of Trek Geeks, the flagship show every single week by virtue of having their music. We love the band. Mm. Um, they played together live for the first time in, I think, over a year, Dan, this past weekend. Yeah. And um, they looked pretty tired afterward. Well, you know, they're not, they're not <laughs> spring chickens, right? Well, er, I no. <laughs> I, you're in no position to say that being <laughs> the old bastard you are. But um, sorry, language. Uh, language. It's all right. Sorry it's about okay. that. It's allowed. I cause that to happen every once in a while. But yeah, we want we want everyone to head out head on out to fiveyearmission.net. Get all their CDs. Have them shipped to your door. Play them on repeat like Dan does constantly, and I do all the time. And we swear you're going to become a big fan. Fiveyearmission.net. Get year one, year two, year three, year four. Spock's brain trouble with tribbles, and really anything else they do in the future, you're gonna love it. We swear. You know what's important? Repeat and shuffle. Yeah, that's a great combination, and especially with Five Year Mission. But I got to tell you, it's great to talk about them again, and that means it's great to talk about what I'm about to talk about. Prefix Jarus or Jarus, oh. depending on if you're Kirk or whom or whatever. Mr. <laughs> Hangus, yeah, Mr. Hangus, also known as Jack the Ripper, of course. You know, Sibo. That's another Piglet. one. Yeah. Piglet, yeah, absolutely. All these characters are part of the classic episode, Bill Wolf in the Fold. You remember that one, I'm sure. Scotty's charged with the murder of a famous drummer. It's such a shock to the people because the planet is one of total peace, where even jealousy is a disapproved emotion. Now, Wolf in the Fold, and I'm sure you remember the planet that this takes place on, Fargelius. It's a very important planet, and the law of Fargelius is drums. I've got a couple of reactions right off the top of my head. The first oh, of which is, boy. I wish I was still on painkillers. 
The second of which is now, unfortunately, all I can picture is Fark dancing around before Scotty murders Fark. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I can see that. Do anymore? I can see that too, and that's. Wow. Anyway, but I guess that that emotion uh, would probably be disapproved of on Farkelius also. But we'll, as well know. as that Farkism, um, <laughs> disapproved. Well, I had hoped time off would you know maybe make go. them better. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'm here to tell you that's not true in every case. I missed it. <laughs> you you I, missed the mark completely. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I missed you too, but that's okay. Yeah. Thank you, old man. Uh, of course, Dan. Don't forget. That you too, even you, can support the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon where you can get all kinds of special exclusive perks if I could get the words out. That's okay. It happens to everybody every once in a while. Sometimes it happens to me, so I know exactly what you're talking about with those words. Um, yeah, that's right. We have great perks over on Patreon. We want you to go over there, check them out, sign up, be part of a great family. We have constant conversations going on on Discord with our Patreons, and we actually we absolutely love talking to people on a daily basis. But right now, we want to take a moment to thank our associate producers for Trekkie, because we are so grateful for their support. And they are Vikram Bhatt, Luke Burnham, Brad DeMag, Edward, William Edward M. Jr., Patrick Escudero, Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Mollenkoff, Casey Pettit, Helen Reed, Tim Robertson, Greg Rozier, Sarah Rutlinger, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, Rick Tatro, I'm going to need a new page pretty soon. Lisa Tomlinson, <laughs> Jessica Dax Vincent, Ron Robel, and the gracious and wonderful Connie Hutchins. You really will. Uh, that or we're going to need to like you know get you some better glasses here. You're going to have more <laughs> of them on your screen at one time. Of course, we want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Julianne Jordan, Lane L. Marchand, Matt McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, what? whatever, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. The senior producer of Trek Geeks, Dan, hmm. is the forever fabulous Jude Tatman. Fantastically fantastic in every way. Okay. You too can become a producer of the Trekkie Podcast Network, and it is so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. So hard to tell we haven't done this in a while. I you know. know? It's, 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 it's like a, riding a bike. You just well, you never Well-oiled machine. Well-oiled machine. Dan, we have not done a deep dive on an original series episode in quite some time. And so the captain says, um, make it so or hit it or something. Make it so. That's TNG. We're doing TOS. You, it has been a long time since you've talked about Star Trek, obviously. Hey, you wrote that. I, I know. I just I walked you right into it. Absolutely, buddy. You know, I've always loved this episode, actually. They've got libraries, time travel, witches, Mr. Atos, Spock eats animal flesh, chokes Dr. McCoy, and oh yeah, falls in love. Next week, we're going to break down the TOS classic season three episode, All Our Yesterdays, and Zorkan will be pleased. It's next week on Trek Geeks, the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Two words, Marriott Hartley. Absolutely.
Uh, she is so amazing in that episode. We're going to talk about all that next week and more on Trek Geeks. Of course, for even more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcast, the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. In addition to us, you know, hmm. Trek Geeks, yeah. there's Discovering Trek, Rewind, Polytrex, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Infinite Trek, The Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, and now we welcome Drawn to Trek, Science Station 2, and with the first link to our network family as the latest additions to the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Wow. You can find all our podcasts, including where to listen, by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen. That's a great URL. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one talks Trek like we do. Well, you're buttering me up for something. I have no idea what it is, but I Nothing can't wait at to all. find out. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek CEO, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 268 of the Trek Geeks Podcast. We do hope you all live long and prosper. We hope you all live long and coconut. Do we? Coffee! <laughs> I got a bunch of coffee in the mail today. One of them was coconut. <laughs> Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Daniel. I don't even know if I know how to say that anymore. It's been so long. Let me try. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Bring your bong. Bring bing bong. You almost said bring your bong. And I that's did. not the kind of show <laughs> we are. Absolutely not. We do not condone that type of behavior. Well, I mean, where it's legal, that's fine. Exactly. But um, th- this podcast is about Star <laughs> Trek. Of course, right now it's also about Dan's birthday. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Just another day for me. No biggie. But thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. I loved your I loved your post to me on Facebook. It it was the first one I saw this morning and it's it was like <laughs> one of my favorites because it of course is breaking bad. So awesome. I'm gonna have to make start making my birthdays in bacon like he does. Well, but he only had fifty two of them, so True. So uh, from this point out, although I'm a little disappointed in you because he had a whole meth empire at this at fifty two and you have nothing. Um, I have a podcast empire that means nothing. You have part of a podcast, <laughs> and it's all because of you. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, Walter White was a genius, and you, well, oh, I, I, when have I ever considered myself a genius? First of all, a and b, the only empire that I would have is maybe if I watched the show Empire that used to be on Fox, which I don't watch anyway. So no, I have no empire, or the Empire in Star Wars, which honestly is the side I always root for. But then I would strike back, so it doesn't matter. What? I just I have no word we, for how dumb you are. It, we haven't changed a bit in the in the, like the what feels like two years since we've been sitting here. <laughs> so I I mean people will hear this at the beginning, but for those uh, for people on Patreon who are hearing this first, 
Yeah. Um, I'm still recovering from from my wisdom tooth instra- extraction and oral surgery, and my mouth still hurts. We're now three weeks post-surgery. Um, I'm still on a healthy diet of ibuprofen. Uh, some might argue the healthy part, but um, but here we are. So your face is hurting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hurting more than just you for once. It's killing me. Uh, oh, God, that's just the stupidest joke. I've never liked it's it. It's so much better when you actually use the punchline that makes sense and you time it right. 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 I'd punch, speaking of that's, punch. That's typically how comedy works. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know how anything works these days. So Don't I know it? I know, right? But that's all right. I'm still here. Your still face is still here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing That's, this all wrong. Your Alexa is going a little wacky behind you there, buddy. <laughs> no, it's a it's an it's an echo show. It it rotates through various screens. Oh, okay. And, yep. uh, I have the, the same thing, but it just looked like it was like freaking out for a second. Okay. No. All right. It also uh has photos of my dog that it will use uh intermittently. So we do have photos on ours as well. Yes. Yes. Which, uh, which makes me happy. We have the same thing on our TV with our uh with our Amazon Fire. So mm-hmm. Right now on my TV, there's it's rotating through pictures of, of our dog, Abby. Awesome. That's, uh, dog pictures are the best pictures. They bring me joy. Yeah. yeah. You know like what brings you. me joy? What's that? Trying new different flavored seltzers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this one was not the best ever, but I'm going to okay. tell you anyway, because I know you're just going to love it. It's the Budweiser Light Seltzer, or Budweiser Seltzer? Uh, Bud Light Seltzer. The flannel fall edition all right so here's my problem <laughs> the problem with bud light putting out a seltzer they may as well just call it water water, water. <laughs> because bud light is water I and d- seltzer yeah. is water i don't like bud light i will say that but bud i saw favorite. this i saw this and i'm like wow these are some really weird flavors so you know i'm gonna pick up a 12 pack so what is i'm sorry you said flannel it's called the Fall Flannel Edition or something like that. It's for fall because they always come out with fall flavors at fall. So of does it course, taste like body odor and, and wood chips? Wow. <laughs> Didn't come across that one, but that might be in the special edition. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, being fall, one of the flavors was pumpkin spice. I, oh, okay. Pumpkin spice seltzer. Oh. Followed by... Apple Crisp Seltzer, which wasn't too bad because I'm an Apple Crisp fan, so I will say that. Now, the, this next one I thought was going to be great because I'm a fan of both, and I know you're probably going to turn green Oh, my gag God. Maple something. Maple Pear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was excited for it. Not great. But Dude, not those two as- flavors don't go together. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, if I think of the flavor profiles of those two things... They don't work together. I don't make them up. I just drink them. <laughs> well, apparently not very very much of this one. Oh, I drank them all. Because <laughs> I bought them. I might as well drink them. But the final one, which you would not think would ever be in a liquid form. Are you ready? Oh, I, I can hardly wait. Toasted marshmallow. Well, see, that I have an easier time with because of that toasted marshmallow mocha coffee that we've had before. It was interesting. So what? Oh, it was the bark mulch flavor not available? <laughs> I probably would have liked that. I love the smell of bark mulch. <laughs> but yeah, just just weird weird flavors, man. I tried it once. I won't get another one. Just to let you know. I'm oh, thank goodness. <laughs> 
but I but I've been dying to tell you about it because I know that you always love to hear the different flavored things that I am willing to try when it comes to um, alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I, I'm slightly jealous. I'm slightly jealous of you only because um, we have a fridge full of, of various seltzers that I haven't been able to drink since my my surgery, my oral surgery, because I'm on yet another round of antibiotics for a sinus infection that I developed right after my wisdom tooth extraction. Uh, so yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried the 603 seltzers? No. Those are pretty it, good. Here's my problem. There's a lot of the seltzers I don't like. Um, I like the truly ones only because they actually have flavor. There are a lot mm-hmm. of seltzers out there that say they're flavored with such and such, and the flavor is either just too weak right. or just not really great. Yep. And it's it's something we have to be very careful about which seltzers we we get. Sue likes the seltzers, but if they have a weird aftertaste, which many seltzers do, yeah, it immediately turns her off of them. So sure. um, uh, there are some that are good. The six hundred threes are good, um, but yeah, we have to be careful. But uh, but I'll, I'll I'll try any of them. <laughs> You'll try anything. <laughs> I think people who've listened to the show long enough now realize this. Um, we're coming up on seven years of doing this, and My God. Uh, I think people know. I think they know, but you know what? It's good. Knowing is half the battle. Is that what you were going to say next? No, throwing up is half the battle, or oh. not throwing <laughs> up is half the battle. <laughs> wow! See, this is what people waited weeks for. I know, right? Um, it's and this we kind don't of point. It's this kind of sunny discourse that people stay at Trek Geeks for. Let's talk puke. <laughs> The new podcast coming from the Trek Geeks Podcast Network in 2023. <laughs> That's a good name for it. And it can be in all the gross green, gross letters. Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk puke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfectly unclear kinetic energy. That's the podcast. Puke. I just thought of that Do at the top of my head. you even know what that means? Yeah, it's perfectly... What did I even say? I don't remember. <laughs> so, No. The answer is, no, you don't. Oh, my goodness. It's good to see you, man. I can see that with each passing birthday, just a few more brain cells fade away. Yep. That's it's not it. going to be long before you're rocking back and forth in the corner, muttering to yourself, writing things on the wall, thinking you're Benny Russell, but really you're just, <laughs> you're, <laughs> they're stick figures. Brother Benny. Brother Benny. Oh, my goodness. But it's good to be back. It's good to be back in this chair. You know, we have lower decks, of course, which is fun, but there's something about sitting and in the Trek Geeks version of the chair and doing something with you, which is has been sorely missed. So I'm glad we're back here, buddy. Do you use a different chair? No, not at all. It's uh, it's all um, it's just all a, a visage or a, an illusion. Yeah. Or I, well, a, I, well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I point to you for using a word that I know is not in your vocabulary <laughs> or in your native tongue. Using? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you spoke it. Let's put it that way. Yes, I did. I did. I didn't know if it was the right word when I said it, but I went with it. And since I got that reaction, I'm going to go with it. We're now nine minutes into this and my mouth is killing me already. So uh, what do you say? we? I haven't, I haven't smiled or laughed as much in the last three weeks since my teeth came out. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. Oh. I'll try to keep you from not smiling the rest of the recording. How's that? All you got to do is open your mouth, really. <laughs> not. No. Uh, Jesus, you're dumb. <laughs> I'm going to oh pee my myself. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to pee myself. The okay. new podcast coming from Trek Geeks in 2024. <laughs> oh, my God. Excellent. All right. Are you ready to do this, birthday boy? I think so. I got to mute and cough, though. Oh. 
Well, thank God. I mean, at least you figured out the there. mute button six years into this show. I know. There it is right there. <laughs> Hi, mute button. Let's see. If- I wish I could mute you. Damn. There we go. See? You ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Coconut. <laughs>